Yo, 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 skirt back. What's up, brother? How you doing? Kenneth Paltrow. How we doing? Kenneth dude? Paltrow. I've been that one. I'm not going to lie. Been in the chamber all day. Been in the chamber. You texted me at like one o'clock today and we're, you were like 515 sound good. And I saw like your name pop up on my phone and in my head. I just went, ah, Kenneth Paltrow. And I was like, oh, wait, that was pretty good. I'm going to use that. <laughs> uh. Um, You know who, who Gwyneth Paltrow is? She's Iron nope. Man's uh, wife. Gwyneth Paltrow, super, Iron Man's super, wife. Super famous actress. She's in a bunch of other shit, too, but I just think of Iron, Man, Iron Man's wife. Is she wife. a baddie? Yeah. Woo. So you think I'm a baddie? I, I think she's got ginger ginger hair, too, so it fit, you fit whoa, the bill. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I could what be the... Kenneth Paltrow, dude. <laughs> dude, that should be your next Halloween costume. <laughs> you telling me I'm not as pretty as her? I don't know. I think I'm at least, I didn't like, say all that. I didn't say I think I'm that. at least, like, a mo- like, I'm being honest right now. If I'm going to give myself an honest rating, like, modest, I think, like, 10, maybe. Well, you got to Google her first so you know who you're going up against. No, I'm just saying, like, I'm, I'm, like, I'm a 10. Like, modestly, like, being humble, if I'm keeping it a buck, 10. <laughs> all right hey i like the confidence man it's i just good, think like that's where i am like at the end of the day i think like at the end of the day dude i'm just fucking perfect i do everything right there's nothing wrong with me not a single critique there's nothing anybody could say to me that's gonna say i'm negative in any way and that's just my personal How could opinion you? i'm seeing clips from this uh video thing i'm seeing a lot of crazy pictures for gwyneth paltrow yeah, that's that's her name. Did you think her name was actually Kenneth? No. Um no, no, that's what I mean. I'm saying like a wide range. Like this one is like maybe her, but she doesn't look great. This one is like probably not her. Somebody with black hair, like a bigger woman. I typed in Gwen and the first thing that came up was Gwen Stefani. Well, that's because it's not you don't how do you spell it? G W Y N. Oh. Dude, Gwyneth Paltrow. She's bad. okay. I mean, she's she, older, but she's bad. For she's 50 okay. Years old, she's bad. She's okay. On a scale of one to ten, for a fifty-year-old, where would you put her? Um, for fifty, I don't know. I don't. Even, what does she look like? You haven't even seen pictures of her yet. No. She's more like strawberry blonde hair. Dude, how are you? You just type in Google Images, Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, she's all right. I give her like, uh, I don't know. I don't think I know her well enough to give her an honest rating. That's fair. I don't know her at all. I give her. uh... She's at least a seven five. Okay. At the very least. Deal. Well, now I'm I'm second guessing because you <laughs> agreed to that. I was, way I was too thinking quickly. like seven five to eight five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's meet in the middle and say eight. Okay, I'll give her an eight. <laughs> all right. You heard it here first, generous. folks. You know what? I'm feeling the generous. I'll give her an eight point one. Oh. All right. Now you're getting crazy. Hey. I saw um an article about her. She posed in a birthday suit. I'll give her an extra point one for the scandalous. Oh, I thought you were saying you saw that. I was like, oh, slide that link, fool. <laughs> Fucking gatekeep that from me. It's, uh, I mean, she posted it to her Instagram. It's pretty public information. Wait, is that a, is this a real post or what? Yeah, it's on US, from USA Today. Oh, Gwyneth Paltrow poses saying... for Instagram photo in birthday suit at 48. 
It's from a few years ago. It was 2020. So she's going to be thought... 51 in September. Yeah. I okay. thought you were I'll saying give her 8.1 for that. 51. She's 8 right now. But September 27, 2023, she'll be an 8.1. Or she'll be 51. Wouldn't, what, what is she going to be when she's like 75? Probably a 10, dude. If she looks how she does now. She ages up to 50 and then just stops aging. What nope, I'm good. I'm going to take a rest there. You wouldn't be able to tell. Like, it probably will be, dude. No, like, I feel like if you, like, do the right things for your body, I think you could, like, really slow down aging. Like, yeah, a lot. you got to have a lot of money to do that to be, like, perfect. No, 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 no. Like, I think if you just, like, like exercise and eat right and then maybe do some money, put some money stuff into it. Like, no, I'm not talking crazy stuff. Like, simple more simple stuff. Oh, you're not talking like uh No, like, like you know there's stuff. that guy he wants to be like 21 forever or some shit like that or 18 oh, yeah. forever and he's like doing all this like medical like operations and taking all these crazy medicines and stuff to try to be like have the body like worse physically body. of an 18 year old. Yeah, dude, I feel like you're just hurting yourself so bad. But um I think that like if you eat right and exercise in the right way like, on a consistent basis and, like, do the right things for your body and your soul, I think you could, like, really slow down aging from, like, 50 yeah. to 70. Like, I think you I think you could easily, like, look and feel mid-50s at 70, 75 if you do the right things. Yeah, that's true. The only, uh, the only counter-argument to that would be, like, people, like, 400 years ago were, like, the most all-natural people ever and they looked like shit. Yeah, but they also didn't live long. But they also were fucking, like, being hunted by bears. 400 years ago? (laughs) 400 years ago, yeah! (laughs) Bears just had shotguns 400 (laughs) years ago? (laughs) Maybe not 400. I mean, 400 years ago... 400 years ago was, like, 1600s. That's like Christopher Columbus. I don't think bears were hunting people back then. I think we were still top of the game. Well, I'm sure there were people getting hunted by bears. Well, yeah, I mean, people get killed by bears today, even, but I don't think it was more like... I think at caveman times, like, when we weren't top of the food chain, that would be, like, getting hunted by... I don't know, think about, like... Like, just, I mean, there's still tribes. Like, in Africa, like, there's still tribes and, like, people that live, like, with wild... uh, Like, Amazon tribes and stuff? Yeah, yeah, like, there's, like, I mean, I don't know where they are or, like who they are but i hear stories I saw, of people like they go and visit these crazy tribes and they're like yeah and they end literally up just like because they're all cannibals yeah there are some cannibal tribes out there but there's like I, uh, african tribes where people who just like sprint all day chasing animals and don't get tired barefoot too in the fucking yeah, dude. forest and desert barefoot and, shit. and bro crazy. they got bunnies <laughs> yeah, barefoot's yeah. the way to be bro barefoot is the way to be but it's so frowned upon in society yeah, I mean, I would feel disgusting, like, walking into Food Lion barefoot. I actually just bought a pair of barefoot dress shoes they got here today. I haven't taken them out or looked oh, at really? them yet. Yeah. They're, like, the like the small ones, almost? No, they're, um, like the they look, they're regular dress shoes. They're, like, black leather dress shoes, but they just are, have, like, a wider toe box, and they, they the, whatever they use in the sole, it gives you, like, a better connection to the ground. 
Oh, that's cool. When you're walking, so it's like better for your feet instead of cramming your feet into little itty bitty dress shoes. Yeah, like a uh, Chinese foot binding type shit. Factual. Um, going back to the the tribes thing, I saw this TikTok yesterday and it, it had me dying laughing. And it was like, um, imagine showing like an Amazon tribe or like doing a drone show over top of an Amazon tribe. <laughs> like, what do you think they would think if they saw like a drone show of like a face just in the sky, like moving and shit, dude? <laughs> that would be wild. I saw they one of the be, comments they would was be like shitting their pants. Yeah, dude. One of the comments was like, I now know the answer to what I would do if I had a time machine and could go back in time. <laughs> like, this is what I would do. And um, another one was like, it's so funny how they have no idea how much we talk about them because they're just so disconnected from everything. Yeah. Like, they're Must not even nice. aware of us or, like, civilization. Yeah. Outside of, like, the cannibal part. Well, yeah, but they're not all cannibals. You, like, you keep going back to cannibals, like, most of these tribes are cannibals. I don't think that's the case. I don't know, dude. There's, like, a, in the Amazon, there's, like, a good amount of cannibalistic tribes. I don't know about Africa and stuff like that, but definitely in the Amazon. Really? Yeah. I'm gonna look up what are what percentage of tribes are cannibals. That's a wild question. <laughs> <laughs> my, my FBI agent's gonna see my Google <laughs> images search. It's gonna go from Gwyneth Paltrow to what percentage of tribes are cannibals. <laughs> uh, that's facts. That's uh, facts. Uh, oh, I still have images on. Whoa. Oh, shit. Let's get out of there. Uh... Uh, let's see. Oh, maybe you're right. It says, cannibalism is rare today, but it still exists. Uh, places where modern-day cannibalism still exists. Let's see. If I had to guess, it would be in the Amazon. Um, this is also from 2016, so it might be a little bit better now. Um, Fiji is typically thought of as a cannibal island. The practice ended there in the mid-19th century when Christian missionaries gained influence. Of course, dude. Of course Christians had to go and fuck things up, pushing their narratives. I mean, not that... That's probably for the better. You don't want to see people eating people, but... Yeah. Um... Oh my god, dude. It just says photos of cannibals around the world, and I scrolled down, and it was just an ad for Trump. (laughs) (laughs) India... Really? Uh, Some African militias. That's crazy. The Congo. Alright, so maybe not Amazon. Maybe not as uncommon as you think. Yeah, that's crazy. I think the movies just affected my take on that because I've seen a lot of movies. Like, oh, it's in a movie. It must be real somewhere, and it's really not. It's not as common as I thought. Yeah, but there's definitely people eating people out there. It's a doggy dog world, you know I what mean, I'm saying? Fuck, Jeffrey Dahmer's and lived in Milwaukee, dude. <laughs> you never know. Jeffrey Dahmer ate people. Yeah, you didn't know that? He, like, fucking lured people, specifically blacks and gays, from, like, bars in Milwaukee to his apartment and then would, like, chop them up and, like, eat them. That's crazy, bro. How many did he get? I want to say 12. That's not bad. How long did it feed him for? (laughs) These people aren't, like, fucking venison packed into a freezer i think he would just like kill them and be like uh oh, i'm sexually aroused by this i'm gonna eat his heart i don't think he was like fucking 
vacuum sealing their meat and like fucking sauteing <laughs> it and shit. Uh, so he was getting off. Yeah, yeah. I watched the uh, Jeffrey Dahmer like um, it wasn't like a documentary. It was the one with um, Evan Peters played Jeffrey Dahmer. It was kind of just like a dramatized version of what happened. And uh, it was it was pretty it was dark, dude. I mean, I I love watching crime shit, but like halfway through that, I was like, this is a little too much for me. A little too much for you. Well, how about yeah. we we'll talk about something lighter, like not eating people? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like diet um, humans. <laughs> I think uh, there's a new there's a new uh, doc coming out. I think it's called Kings of the Swamp. It's about the old Florida Shrek. Gator scenes with Aaron Hernandez, uh, Shrek. Tim Tebow, <laughs> like all them boys, all the felons on the team. Yeah, it's on. Uh, it's on Netflix right now. I saw the preview for it last night. Ooh, yeah, I think I'm interested. I'm very interested. Um, they got a also, lot of good docs on there. I've heard. I've heard good things I about know. Johnny Football, but I haven't watched. But I've heard gotta good things. Watch. That that's got to be top priority because that one's really good. Um, okay. That one, there's. It's all like the Untold series. So I watched yeah, that yeah. one. I watched the one about steroids and sports in like the early 2000s, which was good. Um, I started the Jake Paul one, but then it was just like literally him sucking his own dick. So I was like, okay, I don't want to watch this anymore. I turned it off. After like I watched the Manti Teo girlfriend one. That one was good. And I watched um, the ref one. I like because that's, uh, that's I a story seen that I like. One yet. Um, that's with like the basketball refs, right? Yeah. Yeah, the NBA yeah, refs. College basketball. NBA. Um, it's oh, okay. NBA? Yeah. Okay. I guess I'll just fucking leave this Honestly, podcast I think and never come back. There's there's a really good podcast on it, and I think the podcast might be better than the doc. Really? Yeah. Or it's at least, like, a different side to the story. Right. You get that a lot with some stories, dude. Like like I said earlier, I watch a lot of true crime stuff, and I most of it is just on YouTube. There's this channel called Explore With Us, and they just go through, like, these crazy cases and like um interrogation videos and stuff so i'm like all these random cases that i don't even i just watch because it's entertaining and then the other day we watched a uh documentary on hbo about this case of this teacher who was like raped in the school by like some random guy and it went unsolved for like 20 years or something like that and then the only reason the only reason they caught this guy it ended up being the chief of police of the town but he raped her before he was the chief of police um got away with it and then while he was chief of police, he got in, he was like a, your typical, like power, like power driven fucking cop. So that, like, you know, he kind of just like overstepped his boundaries a lot. And he got into this like altercation with this guy about like fixing some car and, um, something came out about it. And the town was like, you can either resign or we're going to fire you. Cause this is like unacceptable. So he resigned and like was going like, mad about losing his job and saw the guy that he got in the altercation with drive by his house hopped in his car and just like shot him point blank in the face um so like obviously they got him for that and then took his dna and found out the dna of that of him matched the dna of the perp of the rape like 22 years later and i was watching that documentary and the interrogation tape like popped up and i'm like Oh fuck, dude! I've seen this case about the murder, but I had no idea that it had anything to do with like this previous rape. So I got like both sides of like the story of both cases, and I was I was like, "That's cool that it like is connected." I already knew this case without even knowing. And then at the end, was like, "Oh yeah, like he d- had this killing, and then it connected him to this rape." What if he was set up by the rape? 
what if mean? it was just a, what if they just what if it's somebody else that did it and they're trying to get that case kind of out of the way and they're like all right he already murdered this guy let's pin this rape on him and we'll give him like not as bad of a sentence but now that rape uh, goes away for another person no i i mean what would be the point of that you know what i mean like just it's because then the person years. Yeah, but somebody still has it on their conscience, and they're like, all right, you're a piece of shit, you're a cop, like, you're another cop, maybe, and you don't like this guy, but, like, you you both got dirt on each other, but now you're like, all right, you're already fucked, take this one. Yeah, but see, the thing is, like, the, the rape happened in a different county, so, like, it wasn't the same police department that was taking that case, they just happened to get his DNA after the murder, mm. and then put it into the system, and it matched the DNA they got from the rape, and it popped up, and they're like, oh, shit, it's, it's our guy. And of course, it's like the chief of police. It's like, dude, you're a fucking scumbag, man. One, you right off the bat, you rape somebody, you're automatically a scumbag. Two, yeah. you murder somebody. On top of that, you clearly don't have any fucking care or responsibility or any sort of remorse. Three, on top of that, you're the fucking chief of police. Like these are, you're the person that's supposed to be protecting these people, and they like look up to you for protection and and, and look at you as like a safety blanket. And, and you rape and so murder people. <laughs> yeah, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, that's yeah, wild, bro. It was. It was wild. I was laying there in bed and it like hit me, and I was like, the interrogation it's tape popped up. Crazy, like, oh, fuck. That you were. You said this was a stereotypical cop. Uh, all right. I'll, I'll Maybe change that's a little my bit wording. Extreme. Maybe that's, that's a little extreme. bit extreme. It's your stereotypical like bad cop. Yeah. Yeah. Like every bad cop has that, like they're just like on a power trip. You know, what that's I mean? like that's like movie and TV show stuff. Like that shouldn't be real. What that case? No, bad cops. Yeah, but it is real. It's like very. I real. know it's bad. They're bad boys. Yeah. And I what know you we, gonna we touched do? on it. At a, oh, dude, I've been watching helicopts lately too. Like, <laughs> have you? <laughs> yeah, bro. That's on so YouTube. random. On YouTube uh, at night, because Maggie loves, like, live at PD and shit like that. At night. And I'll just, like, be scrolling my YouTube page and be like, top five craziest drug busts from cops season 47 or some shit like that. And be like, yep, watching that. That's awesome. It's always funny, because you can always tell when someone's guilty when it comes to drugs, because the cop will be like, are there any drugs in the car? And they'll be like, not that I know of. That's the worst thing you could say, dude. Yeah. It's like... That's you saying there's drugs in the car, but also you trying to hide behind, oh, it's not mine. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like such a bad, bad lie. Not that I know of. Like, if you're going to say that, just say no at that point and be like, and then play dumb when they find the drugs. Yeah. And then you say, oh, I didn't, I didn't know that was there. I told you no. I, I, have, I had full confidence when I said no. Nope. Not mine. Well, what's this bag of heroin? Nope. Didn't see it. Can't count it. <laughs> uh. yeah. what's up johnny son what have you been doing um played the best round of golf in my life last weekend best round ever ever dude my best my personal record for score wise um it was crazy dude so i started doing this thing i did you shoot a 105 107 no <laughs> i shot an 87 i had two birdies on the day and four pars not um, bad. Which That's I how you usually get it average. I usually average four pars, and I had one triple bogey. The rest were like I think I had one triple bogey and one double bogey. The rest were bogeys, pars, um, and then my bird, my two birdies. But, oh, excuse me. But dude, 
so I played Friday kind of just as like a warm up round because Jake and Rye were coming for the weekend, and then Saturday, me, Jake, and Andy went and played the same course. So I kind of had like a good feel for how the greens were and like knew how to play the the holes. I was giving Jake a rundown of how you want to play holes, and this course is fun too because it's not super challenging, or it's not super in a way where it's not super long, but yeah. it's a course where you have to like shape shots and like pick shots. It's not just like you hit your driver. Okay, I'm going to my six iron, and then my putter or my what it's like all right well there's two hazards that cut across the fairway here it's like 210 to clear the first one um so like what's going to get me in between the first and the second and then i'm going to have to have enough club to get over the second one onto the green and it's just like all day we were just like playing shots like that and it was a lot of fun and my first birdie didn't happen until i think it was 16 was a par three threw a dart like probably like 30 feet um over the pin just on the fringe of the green and i had a putt that i said was like 30 35 feet downhill off the fringe and i've been doing this thing dude where um and i think i need to get like a long grip for my pot my putter because of this but it has helped me my putting immensely i do this thing where i hold like the, my top hand like at the top of my grip and then my bottom hand is is literally on the metal like the shaft of the club and i'm just like my grip is like super like this almost and it almost lets me just like pendulum swing when i putt and oh, dude i just came off this putt and just had the perfect line and jake was sitting there and he was like that's going in the hole dude and it just was the perfect like hits the pin dead center and just dropped in and i was like Not that's bad. Gonna, i was like that's gonna help the score and i was already feeling good about my game all day and then 18 rolls around and it's a drivable par four um pretty it's like oh if you have a good tee shot and you don't have any like fuck up shots after that it's almost a guaranteed birdie I birdied it both days in a row, but took a five iron, dude, placed it right next to the green, chipped up on the the pin was like this far off the fringe, maybe. And I was like close side to it. So I had to just have real smooth hands, put it like five feet in and then just like dropped in a uh, fucking birdie putt. And I'm coming off off the thing or whatever. And I'm looking at the score. I had to tell myself after nine, I was like, don't look at the score. Just keep playing how you're playing. Like, I had that one triple bogey hole, and I was like, that'll be my blow-up hole, but I'm, like, not going to let it, like, get me. I'm just going to keep playing the way I've been playing all day. And uh, Jake goes, he he was on the 18 birdies, and he goes, you shot an 87. And I was like, 87? Holy fuck, dude. I was like, I was hoping for, like, you know, 91, 90, 92, um, just because of how good I felt. And I went back and looked, and my whole front nine was just bogeys and pars. And then I had the two birdies on the back nine with the one triple, and I was like, dude, that felt good um and andy was playing with us like i said and he just like had he had like a great like day of kind of getting his swing down and like was consistent towards the end and after we got off he was like fuck dude i really want to play more like that was like his round where like things clicked and he was like yeah. oh i get it now like i get why yeah. like, this game is so addicting so uh i think we're gonna go out again this this weekend but dude what, a, what, an, what an absolute adrenaline rush of golf i had this weekend it was awesome dude like everything was working i didn't use the driver once even on the par fives i just stuck to my fairway finder of a five iron i was hitting it straight dude i was hitting it far like everything was working yeah. and it was awesome i got i don't think i can hit my driver anymore dude my my shaft is like has way too much like flex in it just get it reshafted if you want it's pretty cheap yeah i will have to i probably should because like it's just not working dude every i slice every single drive because my shaft has way too much flex in it so it's always 
always open. Always open face when I hit the ball every single time. Or just put it away and don't use it, dude. I've just given up on it, and it has made me so much more confident in my golfing ability. Like, I don't need it. Like, I'm just like, ah, like, okay, what is, I'm going to get another 50 yards? Because, like, I, you know what I mean? I don't need that for my second shot. Like, I'm just playing smart. Like, so I thought about this, and I was like, I've been using my driver on par fives. But honestly, dude, a green regulation is three. And if I just have three shots, like, I'm not going to have three 200-yard shots. That's 600 yards to, to the green. That's not, I mean, some par fives are, like, 560 yards or almost close to 600. But, like. One, I'm usually going to hit it over 200 yards if it's my five iron. So, like, my third shot in is going to be, like, a pitching wedge at most. And I can do that all day. Like, there's yeah. no reason for me to fucking lose a stroke by fucking teeing off of the driver and losing a ball or having to punch out or anything. Like, I'm just going to keep it consistent with my five iron and play, like, four par every hole. And I'll set myself up for birdie opportunities. That's the That was the mentality that I've had for, like, three rounds now. And it's really helped my game. That's probably what I should do. Yeah, I mean, it took me a long-ass time to figure that out, dude, because I was just so stubborn with my driver. I was like, dude, I hit fucking bombs. Like, I want to hit bombs with my driver. But once I just got past not caring about how far I hit the ball with my driver, I'm like, I'm already hitting my iron almost just as far. Like, I don't need this driver. It's just yeah. fucking me up. Especially, dude, that's the thing with me. Like, yeah, I hit my driver far, but I also slice it. So now that takes so many yards off of it. Because I'm just so many yards so off bad. of it and strokes, dude. Like, there's yep. no win-win situation for you in that unless you hit, like, a perfect shot, which is, for me, like, one yeah. out of, like, six or seven fairways. I'll and, find. like, on, on the back nine today, I had my slice a little bit more under control. And I think I only hit the fairway, like, two or three times. Yeah. Just got to minimize it, dude. And by doing that, you just switch to a smaller club with less room for uh, error. Pretty much how I look at it. Yeah, and I think if I could get a the if I can get my four iron like where I can hit it consistently, I feel like that's just as good as slicing a drive. But yeah, I'm putting it in fairway. Even like a four hybrid, dude. Like, if yeah, that's what I was thinking because I have a four hybrid. So, and that I know has a stiffer shaft, and like that I don't hit it very well. But like maybe if I just went with that off the tee box and like you know, worked on it at the range, maybe? Yeah, well, a swing with your four hybrid is a lot easier to master than a a driver. I think that's the case with most golfers, unless you just have that. Like, Andy, dude, has the most consistent driver I've ever seen. And he has a swing where he only comes up on his backswing, like, maybe a little more than halfway, and he just kind of, like, sweeps at it and pokes it out there. But he hits fucking bombs, and it's right down the fairway every time. Like, he plays his slice perfectly, and finds the middle of the fairway. I think he hit the fairway like every hole in the, on the back nine on Saturday. He's like, Not he would bad. just step up, dude, and he'd be like, "Yeah, I don't like think too much about my swing when it comes to driver." And he would just step up and just ding ding, and he'd find the fairway. I gave him a few pointers on shit with like, because uh, he didn't have any wet. He had a sand wedge, but he didn't realize like a sand wedge you should be using like around the green, so he's using his pitching wedge. So I was like, dude, use your sand wedge, keep that same swing, maybe take a little bit off of it. I said, step up on the ball a little bit closer and, like, start with your club, like, right behind the ball. So he would start, like, three or four inches behind the ball, and then he would duff it. I'm like, you're giving yourself too much repair. Just step up on the ball. And he was like, bro, those tips helped so much, and, like, I've just found so much consistency today and, like, makes me want to play more. And I was like, welcome to the club, pal. That's good shit. Yeah. 
It was a fun time, though. Definitely, uh... Yeah. Definitely look to get out there. Here's something that I think I realized with my game today, and it was kind of upsetting. Like, it's kind of an upsetting realization. I play better when I'm not having as much fun. But, that's okay. Like, if I'm taking taking rounds, like, more serious, and, like, I'm probably playing better. If I'm drinking and joking around and having a good time, probably not playing as well. Yeah. I, I, I definitely get like that too sometimes, but when I'm playing well, dude, and like like sometimes when Jake and I play and it's just me and him, like him and I will usually take it pretty serious and we'll like talk each other through shots and like kind of give each other like pointers and stuff. And like that is like fun in a different way than like having a like a drinking round with your friends. Yeah, that's like, true. Like I think it's two different types of fun, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like when you have a round, I don't when get enough of that because I'm. In, yeah, I don't get enough of that because I'm not consistent enough, and I'm in. I'm upset with my game too often. Yeah, you gotta. That's just a matter of like lowering expectations. I had to do that too. I was like, bro, I can't. I'm not gonna. I can't expect myself to go out there and break ninety every time. So I just kind of gotta accept it and like work on what I can work on, and like also have fun while doing it. Yeah, I don't think breaking ninety is not the expectation. But if I could just like be a little more consistently around ninety five, like. My back nine wasn't good, or it was good. My back nine was good. I shot a 47. If I get two 47s, and, like, I'm not really, like, doubling a lot, like, I get a double here and there, but, like, then I'm a bogey and getting parts, like, I'm fine with that. Like, that's kind of what my expectations double, are. Yeah, dude, double 47s, what, 94? Yeah, and if I could be, yeah, like, mid-90s, like, I'm I'm happy with mid-90s. Yeah. Um, Great movie, by the way, mid-90s, if you haven't seen it. I have not. Uh, Maggie and I watched it the other day. It's about this kid, like, who is kind of an outcast and goes through life, or, like, he joins, like, doesn't join, but kind of becomes friends with, like, a skater group in the 90s in L.A., and he's a lot younger than all of them, so he's like, oh, these guys are so cool, so he kind of just, like, sticks around with them, and it's, like, about one summer where he kind of, like, becomes, you know, he, like, gets, like, love from a girl, like, he gets head, which is weird, because the girl was, like, 17, and this kid's, like, 10, but um starts drink like has his first sip of beer and like just it's like all skating culture as like a 10 year old in the 90s and um jonah hill made it it's actually a pretty good movie highly successful. that sounds funny yeah it's funny it's got like a lot of one-liners too like yeah it's, yeah it's not like a comedy movie it's like a serious movie but it's got a lot of funny one-liners in it what's that on netflix um i want to say it is on peacock Ooh. Yeah, I think it's on Peacock. But I got a new show to watch tonight, baby. You know that Ahsoka just dropped today. Two episodes. Oh, yeah. I did. I, I saw commercials for it. I uh, started the first episode on my lunch break today, and I got, like, 15 minutes in, and I was like, nah, 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 I can't do this, like, while I'm... I need to, like, sit down, lay down in bed tonight and watch this when I'm fully attentive. But yeah, I'll tell you what, dude, first 10 minutes starts off hot, bro. It Funny. is lightsabers galore, and I love it. How long is it? Uh, there's two episodes. I think the first one is like 48 minutes. The second one's probably around the same. Like that's Mando, basically. Just Ahsoka. And that's what I was thinking. I was like, damn, dude, I love like the Mandalorian series, but there's nothing better than seeing lightsabers in Star Wars. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, maybe I'll give it a go. I know I've said that a lot on this podcast. <laughs> You're giving a lot of go. <laughs> Maybe. 
Um, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's been. I feel like outside of that, like there hasn't been really anything. Oh, 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 oh. did you see Rick and Morty is getting announced this week? The new season date. Yeah, when's it gonna be? I don't know. Let me check their Instagram now. They might have done it because they said last week it said release date announcement coming next week. So they might have done it by now, but I feel like I would have seen it if they did. Well, it'd be really cool if they could let us know so I could get excited for that. Yeah, that would be exciting. Um, let's see. You think it's going to be soon? Or you think it's going to be like Christmas? Or you think it's going to be like next spring? If I had to guess, I mean, if they're announcing the date, they usually do it like three or four months. I'll probably, I'm going to say like mid-November. So, because that'll give them a Thanksgiving episode, maybe a Christmas episode. Because you know they're going to do the five episodes, two or three week break, five episodes, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're definitely going to do five and five. I'm just, dude, I'm so anxious about, like, who's going to be the voice of Rick and Morty now. Like, I don't want it. I, I know it's probably going to be the same and not noticeable, but, like, knowing that it's different and not Justin Roiland might just hit a little different and be a little weird. So, I Did he know. do all the voices? For Rick and Morty, yeah. And then a lot of side voices for, like, wacky, zany characters. But the good thing is the actual writing and storyline won't change because he didn't have... I mean, he wrote, like, the Interdimensional Cable episodes, and that was it. Mm. Um, But, like, he did have that kind of just, like, random, like, snappy uh, improv sense when it came to, like, voicing those those guys, which yeah. I hope we don't lose because he's not the voice of it anymore. But who knows, dude? Maybe, maybe, maybe they'll just use, like, AI or something, but... Ooh, maybe. I feel like that, that'd be the best way to do it. Just AI Justin Rowland's voice for Rick and So Morty. did you hear that the writers are striking something about that? Yeah, the writers strike. It's been it's been going on for a while now. I feel like they're gonna lose. Why? Let AI write it. It's not gonna be as good. You don't think so? No. I mean I've Which writers are, are uh striking? Like the whole writers guild, dude. Like all of the writers. Movies, T V shows. Like, there's probably going to be a while before we get, like, a lot of new shit. Because they've all just been on strike. Really? Yeah. Dude, I'm pretty sure they've been on strike since, like, Christmas, I'm pretty sure. It's almost been a year now. I haven't noticed. No, but you will, because everything that's coming out this year was written years ago. Because of how long everything takes. So, like, two or three years from now, we might be, like, in a lull of entertainment because nothing was written this year or put into production. I'm not worried. Also, I don't know, like, what the extent of, like, the writer's guild is. Like, they can't, there's no way they cover every single TV show and movie. Like, everything's not just going to be put on hold because they stopped writing, you know? So, I don't yeah. really, I don't really understand how that works, but yeah, I me guess either. we'll find out. But there's so much stuff, like, I'll, like, okay, fine, don't make new stuff, I don't care. There's so much stuff that I haven't seen. I've got a list of 50-something movies that only you and Waldo have added to that I need to watch that I haven't seen. Yeah, but what about us, dude? I don't, I've I've seen everything, I want new shit. Man, I don't know, like, just go back and enjoy the old shit. He said, go touch grass, (laughs) asshole. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> man, you sounded like such a hippie there. Man, just go enjoy some old shit, man. Yeah, bro, enjoy some old stuff, brother. Dude, the old shit's my favorite, but I've seen the old shit so much, like so many times. I, I, I fucking know. watched Rush Hour the other night with Maggie, like just to feel something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. I just want. I I had this conversation with Reed the other day, and it was it started about the whole topic of Star Wars and movies and how um, because I was watching the Action Bronson uh, Tiny Desk, and he has this bar where he's like, "I soar through the stars like Obi Wan, but fuck Star Wars because Indiana Jones is better, bitch." And I was like, "Yo, chill, my man's Indiana Jones is not better than Star Wars. I don't know what crack you're smoking. We have beef now." But uh, I recorded that and sent it to Reed, and he was like, he's like, yeah, dude, Star Wars, like, has, like, the last few movies haven't been good outside of, like, Rogue One. But just because that's bad doesn't mean Indiana Jones is any better. Like, the new Indiana Jones movies are just as bad. And I was like, yeah, dude, it's because they just keep remaking shit. Like, there's nothing original anymore. Everything's just a remake of a remake of a remake. There's no, like, original ideas being put into production. Like, there's... Yeah, it's all the the same story, Spawn. Yeah, dude. It's crazy, and I feel like it's just, like, magnetized now because of ev- how, like, accessible everything is. So, like, we could sit here and watch 30 movies in a row if we wanted to. I'm like, we couldn't do that back then, like, 20 years ago. So, like, True. everything felt new. Also, and there was just, like, there was nothing, there was so much that hadn't been done. Right. Yeah, yeah. Especially nowadays, like, everything. Yeah. Ansem has been done. Exactly. Twice. Sometimes three times. Sometimes ten times. Yeah, the fucking Fast and Furious movies have been done ten times. Yo, if they're still making them when Jacob is, like, getting older and, and he's like, I want to watch you, I'm like, no, nah, we're going to go back and watch the OGs. Yeah, I mean, you have to, dude. That's, like, if that's something that he wants, that, like, if he's like, yeah, like, I, like I'm like i interested in cars and shit, let's watch <laughs> Fast and Furious. New Fast, New Furious. Nope, I'm we're like, watching right, Fast old, 1. Tokyo old Fast, Drift. Old Furious. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, that's I want that old uh, thing back. I know we I recommended this to you and Lex like a while back, and we couldn't watch it because it like wasn't on anything. But uh, Kill Bill is on Amazon Prime now. Okay, and that movie I, that's got to be like top three for me, dude. Kill Bill is an awesome. What's movie. it? Actually, is it what kind of movie is it? It's, I mean, it's a Tarantino movie, so like, do with that what you will. It's from two thousand three. And it's about... Name me another good Tarantino movie. Pulp Fiction? Inglorious Bastards? I saw that once. I saw I saw Pulp Fiction once. Django I watched Jane? it at Waldo's. Oh, I watched Django. That's funny. <laughs> Yo, what? He said that's funny. It's a movie about slavery, dude. <laughs> nah, it's funny, dude. That's a funny movie. There's funny parts. Like the, uh, I can't see fucking shit out of this thing. Yeah, it's fucking yeah. With the... yeah, and you're gonna tell me it's not a funny movie, bro? It's not like a comedy movie, but it's got <laughs> funny scenes. I wouldn't say the whole premise of the movie is funny. <laughs> I think fuck. it is. I think oh it's meant God. to be a comedy, dude. Same with Pulp Fiction. No. It's a comedy. No, Pulp Fiction is very much not a comedy. I no, don't, I don't think Tarantino is, he doesn't have any comedy movies. He's There's all bits comedy. And pieces. No, dude, you're tripping, bro. He's Kill strictly Bill. comedy. 
Kill, Kill Bill is probably a comedy. There's some funny parts, but it's not like it's not like oh one liners. It's more so like the um exaggerated like old school movie like kind of like way he films it. So like it's all about this girl who was part of this elite assassin squad, and on her wedding day after leaving the assassin squad, Bill, who's like the leader or like the ringman of the assassin squad, shows up to her wedding at this like old um church in texas in el paso and kills everybody there and puts a bullet in her head like in the opening scene somehow survives it and then the whole movie premise there's two movies um but the first one is basically just her like has the the death list she writes down all five of their names so she's hunting them down to get her revenge and uh it's just fucking awesome dude it's hot chicks it's kung fu it's fucking action it's fucking, like, old school, like, early 2000s, late 90s vibes. Like, the soundtrack is fantastic, and I actually just got it on vinyl at Yellow Dog last weekend. That's what made so me go back comedy. and watch it. You know what, dude? I'm gonna pop this in and burp in your mouth. Um, I was, I saw, um, you know on Netflix, if you're just sitting there, if, like, you pause something, you're just sitting there, it'll show you, like, a slideshow of, like, stuff to watch. Yeah. And they have the little, like, the three descriptor words at the bottom. Coco Melon popped up? No, nah, I don't know what popped up. But one of them, it said, one of the descriptors for it said, notable soundtrack. Oh, it was what? Ballers. It was, like, drama, thriller, notable soundtrack. I don't think I've ever seen Ballers. That's a TV, that's a show, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, HBO did it. Like, The Rock is, like, the main guy. He's, like, a sports agent for dudes in the NFL. Yeah, I've heard of that. I haven't seen it yet, but... But I just thought that, like, putting notable soundtrack as, like, the descriptor, I thought that was so, like, such a funny way to to describe a movie or a show. The uh, Suicide Squad, the first movie, the soundtrack for that, I was just looking through the soundtrack aisle in Yellow Dog, and I found Pulp Fiction, which I didn't get because it's always there, and I was like, ah, I'm gonna start my Tarantino collection with Kill Bill because that's my favorite. But, um... And then I found the Suicide Squad one, and I was like, oh, shit, this is a good movie. Let's see what's on it. Top to bottom, bangers, dude. Every, the first song on that is Yellow Lamborghini, or Purple Lamborghini with Rick Ross and Skrillex. Not bad. And then it goes, uh, it has the song Heathens. You know that song? Mm-hmm. Um, it has the one with, like, Wiz, Logic, Lil Wayne, um, Sucker for Pain. It's like a okay. multi-platinum song. It has Bohemian Rhapsody performed by Panic at the Disco. Banger. Um, it has... What else does it have on it? It has another... Um, oh, it has a G-Eazy song. Um, Care Care for You, Care for Me, something like that. That's a banger. And, dude, I'm like, I'm sitting there, I'm like, looking at this track list. I was like, holy shit, dude. I don't even, like, Suicide Squad, I don't really fuck with, like, heavily. But I'm gonna buy this just strictly to have this, like, on vinyl. These songs on vinyl. Yeah, yeah. So a bunch awesome. of random banger songs. Random banger songs, yeah. And it goes from, like, hardcore hip-hop and fucking EDM to, like, fucking Bohemian Rhapsody. I was like, I'm all over the place with this, dude, but sign me up. I was I was scrolling through the records at the record store the other day. I forget what I ended up getting. I saw you, uh, I saw you got that Michael Jackson one. Was that Thriller? Oh, yeah, I got Thriller. That's got a bunch of bangers on it. Yep. Um, 15 bucks, and I was like, all right. Um, Must have just got repressed because they had it at Yellow Dog too. No, this was a used. It was an old one. Oh, okay. Um, the um, 
cover is like a little bit like ripped, but I'm like, whatever. Don't yeah. care. It, it plays the songs and it sounds good. Um, and then I got Billy Joel, a Billy Joel album used five bucks, and I played it, and I was like, "Yo, all like well worth five dollars." Yeah, like well yeah. worth five dollars. Um, and then I got beer bongs and Bentleys. That's a come up. Yeah, that's a come up. That's my favorite post album. That that would be the first one I get of his discog if I they had it at Yellow Dog, and they had it a few weeks ago, but I didn't buy it. I think I have almost all of them now. Yeah, you got what Austin because you just got the new one for Lex, right? Yep, I got Your Austin. Now, do you have Stony? No. Stony's a good one too. That's the one with uh, White Iverson on it. I have. Congratulations. Oh, I have. I have to get that one. Yeah. I saw it at the mall maybe like a month ago and I, but I was like nah it was bread I didn't get it it was at like an FYE and I was like nope you guys are just overpricing the fuck out of this yeah. I'll find it one day nice. um but I have 12 karat toothache I have Hollywood bleeding um what's the other one uh I'm gonna look at my discog see what they say um Oh, yeah, I think Andy added you on that because he asked me what your Discogs was. Oh, also, fat shout-out to Andrew Darty for, uh, dude, so Target has pre-orders for Tiny Desk uh, Mac Miller because they saw how popular it was, so they're like, all right, we'll reissue it, and yeah. he pre-ordered me one. So I got that Oh, that's way. awesome. Super fucking stoked about that, dude. I had such FOMO, like, not being able to grab one of those. Are, did you get your Rust final yet? Nah. Nah, me neither. No, those are the only four that I have, actually. So you need Stony. Is that it? Maybe. How many albums does he have? I think he only has five. Let's see. Austin. 12 character. Uh, the Diamond Collection. That might just be like his, like a hits. Oh collection. yeah, it is. Wide Iverson, congratulations, I fall apart. Um Twelve Carat Toothache, Hollywood's Bleeding, Beer Bongs and Van Lee's Stony. Yeah. Gotta dude, Post Malone might be slept on as an artist. He is a little slept on, yeah. He's super talented. He is super talented. I think he's got a lot of respect too. Yeah, because he's just a cool ass dude. Did you watch his tiny desk? I did. It was good. The guy at the record store actually asked me about it. He was like, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I hadn't seen that before. Yeah. It was cool how he kind of had like a little rasp in his voice because he was on tour. Yeah. So it just like yeah. sounded super raw. Um, I think his might be better than Max, honestly. Ooh, I don't know about that, dude. I went back and watched Max after that, and I was like, bro, it, it like brings me to tears every time I watch it. Maybe that's yeah. because of like the outcome of Max. That might have some sort of effect on it. But I think, I don't yeah, know, and just man. because, like, how much you love Mac and stuff, and like seeing him in moments like that are just like yeah, so it might special. Be a bias. So I think it's like a lot of that. Like, if you take that kind of emotion out of it, I think Post Malone might have had. I think his Tiny Desk might have been better. Yeah, his was good. Um, you know who also has a really good underrated Tiny Desk is uh Tyler the Creator. Jid too. Tyler's Tyler's Tiny Desk is dope though. I have to go, Pete. Um, what's I gonna say? Oh, and then I found my other record I snagged was a super nice find. It was Lupe Fiasco Food and Liquor. 
Yeah, kick yeah, push. they have kick push, yeah. Yeah, kick push, and uh, it doesn't have Superstar on it. I thought it did. I really like that song a lot. But it also has um, Daydreamin'. Oh, yes. That's another banger. Found that one. I was like, that's a classic. I gotta add that one to the collection. I gotta yeah, we'll chill see. out. I, I gotta know, chill out dude. on the vinyls, dude. I've been buying so I've spent so much money on vinyls in the past like month. Yeah, me too. It's just it's a fucking it's like gambling, dude. It's such an adrenaline rush when you find one that you love. I know. And the thing is, I'm gonna keep going back to the record store looking for Mac Miller and J. Cole albums that I don't have. So Oh, dude. Did I tell you my mom bought me Divine Feminine? No, that's amazing. She was like, uh, I was on the phone with her last weekend, and she was like, what are your plans? I was like, I don't know, I think we're going to go to the record store. And she was like, well, don't buy that one. And I was like, which one? She was like, the one you don't have? I was like, Mom, there's so many I don't have. <laughs> she was like, the pink one? I was like, Mac Miller? She's like, yeah, uh, the feminine, feminist? I was like, divine feminine? She was like, yeah. I was like, why? She goes, well, I didn't want to tell you, but I also don't want you to buy it if you do find it. Um, but I got it for you for your birthday, like after you told me you didn't have it. I was like, oh, God, that's that is a fucking cop, dude. Because I would have gone years not buying that online myself. But if it's a gift, I'll take it. Like, obviously. Every time. Mm-hmm. I was like, that finishes off the Discog for, for Mac for me. Other than, like, some of his EPs and stuff. But Yeah, I need still, that. S- still haven't faces. found it anywhere, dude. I'm surprised you mm-hmm. haven't seen Faces. We've I've seen Faces in, like, three different stores in Wilmington, like, for a month now. Really? Yeah. I think it must maybe I'll have to go find a new but... new record store. There's one in Philly that's supposed to be really good. I actually want to go check out, but like I don't know. Don't really That's you like a, that's like, like a whole date. trip. Yeah, yeah that's like, like a, a whole trip though. Bring JT and have him pick out his first record. Yeah, I don't know about all that. I uh I saw this thing I almost bought for you guys, but it was sold out. Um, I saw it on Instagram. It was like a little plastic, like baby toy record player, and it had these plastic records of like all the old school lullabies, like uh, "Twinkle Twinkle Little Star" and "Mary Had a Little Lamb," and it was on vinyl, like plastic vinyl. And I was like, "Fuck, dude, I'm buying this. Is this would be awesome?" But it was sold out. I was like, "Fuck, that's that so dope. <laughs> that would have been perfect, dude. Dude, that's so dope." Yeah, if I come across it again and they have it, I'll snag it for you. But it was, dude, it was such a cool little toy. I was like, dude, this is literally the perfect toy for JT. Yeah, dude. You're, you're out there awesome. spinning like J. Cole and he's just got Twinkle Twinkle Little Star spinning on his thing. Drop the needle, JT. <laughs> Hell yeah, drop that shit, boy. <laughs> uh, yeah, Andy's got the... Uh, He's got the itch for golf and vinyl collecting now. Dude. I know. I, I, I see. I've he's got him hooked. He's been buying a lot of vinyls. Yeah, we went on a spree on Sunday when I got those records. He got like two Hosier albums, which is a guy that he really likes. Yeah, like it's it's yep. cool because him and I have like pretty other outside of like Mac and like some hip hop. Like he listens to a lot of like folk and like like kind of just like more chill stuff that I don't really listen to. So yeah. he'll find an album and be like, oh, dude, like, I really wanted this Jack Johnson album. I'm like, I don't even know who that is, but I'm so happy that you found, like, yeah, yeah, a yeah. gem for you, dude. Like, that's exciting. Yeah. I I mean, I'm I'm pretty much, like, a very similar music taste to you. Yeah. I was actually kind of surprised that the record store, they, they didn't have, like, they had one Sublime album, so I bought Sublime. 
Um, but that that was it. No, slightly stupid. I was like, damn, dude. I uh, I saw some stick figure at Yellow Dog the other day. I almost copped. I, I really need to get working on my reggae collection because I don't have any. But I want um, Revolution. I'd probably get some stick figure and uh, Through the Roots. I really like Through the Roots. Yeah. Yeah, I need to get more Revolution, too. But also, it's different because... Like, reggae music is just, I feel like, the type of music you're supposed to listen to on vinyl. Yeah. Reggae is just such a vibe. Like, some good reggae. Yeah. I don't know. There's just, like... I mean, I should have probably get, like, some more Bob Marley. Um yeah. Maybe some Ziggy. He's got some good shit. Maybe I'll get some Boz and some Jid. Boz is, like, a good mix of, like... Like, his his genre, if someone were to, someone that were to ask me, like, explain his type of music, I would say... It's like if reggae and rap, and rap. fucked and had a baby. Yeah, it's reggae rap. Yeah. Or rap reggae, however you want to say it. Did you listen to the new uh, his new song with Cole, Passport Bros? Yeah, I did. It's good. It's, it's yeah, fun I liked little it. Vibe. It was a fun little vibe, and they always put out summer bops like that, and that's like such a good niche for the reggae rap is like the summer bop songs. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Because you can make it's like islandy type music, and then you just make it fun and you rap with it. Yeah, that what's that one they have? Uh, they dropped. Well, they dropped. Um, uh, the Jackie. The Jack, yeah, the Jackie was last year. That song is fucking. I love that song. But it was the one they did before that, where the video is cold in the PSG. Remember, he's like wearing the yellow PSG. Kit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, a tribe, tribe, tribe. tribe. Yeah, yeah. yeah tribe. That song is a fucking bop, dude. That song is a bop. They should make a whole album together because it would slap. That they would should, just, if they did that for one summer and just put it out in like May, that would be literally the album of the summer. Imagine like a a Baj Jid J Cole album. Yeah, that's half of Dreamville basically, but still, I would take. It. Well, there's there's like mad like smaller rappers, kind of like underground Dreamville rappers. Yeah, like on like you know the Dreamville albums are like a lot more. Yeah, I actually spun uh, Revenge Three the other day when Andy was here, and he was like, "Dude, I haven't heard this album in so long," and I was like, "Honestly, like." super under the radar like great rap album. yeah it's like, pretty good it's long very good album long it's a four i think it's a four disc set or three disc i think set, it's three it was, it's long yeah, yeah it's long it's like 30 songs yeah every song is good though like there's not really yeah. any skips on that album no no it's no it's pretty solid front to back do you uh do you think we'll get a another cole album by the end of the year or no nah Maybe next, next year. year. Yeah. Yeah. He usually does like spring. Two years. Yeah. I'm itching. I feel like dude. he drops a lot of stuff in the spring. Um. Yeah. I so you know, I actually so I watched um the vinyl with dad or whatever turning the tables. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And they did the off season. It was a new one. Oh really. Yeah, um, and the kid was like, yeah, like, I don't know, like, I don't really, I'm not, like, a big J. Cole guy, like, I'm not, like, really into J. Cole, like, he's, he's fine, but he doesn't really do it for me, and I was just like, all right, you're whack, first of oh, all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, dude. But, yeah, the entire time, the dad was just like, yo, this is amazing, he's like, this is so good, he was like, for the first, like, half of the album, he was like, 
the instrumental and like the like the beat and everything in the songs is like really well done and the production's really well done but like his voice is at the forefront of it and like his lyricism and like what he's saying is just like amazing and i was like yeah dude and he just like he just like loved every song and i was like i get it i get it I, he gets it and the thing that makes that even better is like cole probably produced half those beats yeah and that's one thing the kid didn't even know that and i'm like bro how did you not know that cole like produce like that cole produces all of his shit majority like made like for majority especially for like how much he knows about like the rap community too like i feel like he's pretty big into rap music like he knows his shit when he starts talking like even with kids like he was saying like some stuff that i didn't even know um and i was like it was kind of surprising to hear that he didn't like really fuck with j cole that much because cole's like up there dude he's like yeah yeah he's on a lot of people's top five lists silly silly fucking goose the disrespect and he doesn't like he didn't know a lot about cole like i think like one thing that was big for me my first listen was the 21 feature because it was like when he released the track list he didn't release there wasn't any features on it right and this was his first feature since friday night lights yeah no the warm-up the warm-up um but then you know he went what three albums with no features feature and that's his thing that's cool thing like he's known for you know going double platinum with no features on force of drive or yeah um for your eyes only obviously no features kod KOD. no features yeah Yeah. i remember Um, when 21 came up and then the, the i think my favorite feature on uh the off season is Lil Baby when he just transitions into Lil Baby's verse. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Man. The the kid's dad really liked uh Murray's on My Life. Oh yeah. He was like, yeah, he's like, yeah, that dude can sing. Yeah. Banger of an album, dude. I know. And it only like I mean it's two years old at this point. It still to this day only gets better every time you listen to it. Yeah. Because now it's just like, damn, I haven't listened to this in a minute. Wow, it's really fucking yep. good. When it first came out, dude, I was listening to it, like, every day. Like, I would listen to it yeah. front to back, shuffled every way you could. Yep. And then kind of, like, got shelved for a little bit. And then now it'll come on, like, like uh, Punching the Clock comes on, dude, when I'm in the car. And I'm, like, fucking ripping every word in that song. Like, I fucking oh God, this shit I love slaps. that song, dude. Punching the Clock might be my favorite song on that album. I don't know what mine is. I feel like I'm watching a movie when I hear Punch in the Clock about how he's, like, talking about shooting a gun for the first time off into the woods and then, like, having nightmares about, like, maybe, like, what if he just shot somebody with a straight bullet and doesn't even know? And then, like, my favorite bar in that is, uh, when he's talking about, like, hitting the blunt and then teetering between enlightened and insanity. I'm like, oh, my God, dude. That's the perfect way to describe smoking weed sometimes. Like, yeah, you're either, like, feeling like you're on top of the world and you have all this, like, extra knowledge almost and then or you're going insane because of like you're anxious or paranoid or something like that cole's got bars man i think i like hunger on the hillside that one just hits yeah that's the one is that the one where he that's the last that's the the last song yeah yeah Yeah, i like his flow in that in in the second half of the song He's yeah, I love that, the like, violin, smooth. dude. The violin yeah. in there oh, sounds yeah. so nice, dude. Yeah, and it's like got a good message to it about like not giving up and shit like that. 
Yeah, dude. And that's how you know someone is like a true artist when their fucking albums or just like projects in general age like fine wine. Like when we're talking about it two years later and it's still like, yeah, this is a really good project. Like think about how many albums get released that are just like, like even like a Pusha T album. Like he's had some bangers his last few. His last album was actually good. Like when those songs come on shuffle, I usually don't skip them. Yeah. Almost. That's that's how I determine if an album's good or not. If I don't skip your songs that come on shuffle, right? Yep. If I'm always um, skipping it when I see the picture of your album, you're, it's probably a booty album. Yeah, I agree. But the uh, the for, you you have the forever story on on vinyl, right? The newest Jit mm, album. No. Damn, they have that. I at don't Yellow have any Jit. Right? Yeah, me neither. And I keep seeing it at Yellow Dog, and I'm like always like, damn, I should buy this before it gets scooped up. But it's like forty five bucks, and I usually always have one or two already picked out. Yeah, yeah, that's tough when you're like, ooh, I already got a couple. I don't know if I can squeeze you in here. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It was nice when we were in St. Louis because I was just like, I went in there knowing I was gonna ball out. So I was just like, fuck it, dude. I'm not gonna be here anytime soon. So I'm just gonna get what I want and not think about it. Yeah, I don't have any Jid. But I do have some Jason Kelsey, a Philly special Christmas. <laughs> that dude, that's going to be spinning here pretty soon. You're Two right, months. you're right. What else do I have? Yeah, I have Born Center, the 10-year drawn. Yep. Forest Hills Drive, KOD, the offseason. I need for your eyes only. The warm um, I up. Need, yeah, I need the warm Friday up. Night I think Lights. It's the last cold one that I need. Friday Night Lights, I just like randomly stumbled upon one day and I was like, wow, that's come up. Let's see. Let's see what some of the. I got a lot of Mac Miller. I got swimming twice. I got a lot of fucking Denzel, dude. I got a lot of Denzel Curry. It's fun to look through this shit and just, like, see what I have. Yeah. Well, how's your Eminem discog looking? You got any of his? I don't. I don't have any Eminem. I need to get some Slim. Uh, There's some on here. I got three Elvis albums. Okay, okay. Three Eric Clapton albums. Those are all my E artists. I have, let's see, who's who's another one that I got a few of? Uh, I got two Freddie Gibbs. Two Flatbush. I got ten Hank Williams Jr. You have ten Hank Williams Jr. albums? Yeah. Damn, son. I got Freddie Jibs. Uh, I need one Chloe. Drake. You know what I want? Some new. I want uh, All American Badass from Joey Badass, dude. Yeah, that me too. Would be a sick album to have. I think I want more Chance if I find Chance out there. Yeah, I don't have any Chance. Need to do, need to get up on that. I've acid rap. I just feel like I I like Chance's albums, like all of them. Like I don't. Acid rap would be sick to have. I've seen that a few times, but I've never pulled trig on it. Yeah, Chris got me that. He got me that and kids. Um. Yeah, I got a lot of Mac. Nas. I only have one Nas, and it's Illmatic. Yeah, I'm honestly good on Nas. Like, I I like him, but like, I'm not. He's not somebody that I'm like real stoked about having on vinyl. Yeah, I'm the same way, dude. 
Like I'll listen to his new music, but it just it doesn't hit like his '90s rap does. Here's the thing: if I want to listen to rap music, he's not who I want to listen to. Yeah, I agree. Like I have albums that I'm gonna want to listen to, like that Billy Joel album. Like I'm gonna listen to that. That, that Michael Jackson album. I'm gonna listen to that. All like my rock and reggae albums. I'm gonna listen to. Yeah, but if I get like King's Disease on vinyl I'm probably not gonna like that's not my first choice or like my third choice really right and like if i want to listen to rap then it's like okay do i want to listen to j cole or mac miller usually yes but maybe not and then if not it's like okay now i have a bunch of other rap like random rap albums that i really fuck with right it's like yeah. i have soul sold separately and like i you know have a bunch of posts and stuff like that so it's like i have acid rap which is like that's fun to put on every now and again that's a fun that's a fun mixtape so yeah. like there's always going to be something else like Nas is just so far down on my list of like when I would actually choose to play it that I'm just like, uh, I don't really sometimes, care. Sometimes I'll go into like my where my collection is, dude, and just like close my eyes and pull one out and be like, force myself to listen to it so that I don't just keep going to the same ones over and over. Yeah, I try to mix it up a lot. Especially with some of my older stuff. But the older stuff is good. I just know that like Lex doesn't really like it as much, so then I'm not as likely to play it. Especially because right. like she's like, starting to get on like she is on board with the vinyls now you know what i mean so yeah. like, i don't want to now like turn her off to it by playing some stuff that she's not really vibing with Facts. gotta keep the train pushing until she's yeah. fucking driving that bitch facts um i think as, as i just gotta get i'm actually i actually want to get stony now now that i know because congratulations that's a big one and yeah. like so is white iverson yeah, he's got a few other songs on there, too, that are pretty good. Yeah, but JT was born to White Iverson, and, like, after he was born, they, when, like, the first time that, like, we all were together as a family, like, in the operating room, Congratulations was playing. Oh, I was like, that's sick. wild, dude. I was like, this, <laughs> yeah. I was like, this nurse just gave us our baby, and, like, we're together as a family, and this is playing right now? That's yeah. silly. Off the fucking same album, too? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, because we walked in the operating room and the dude's like, "Does do you have like a favorite artist we can put on?" And Lex was like, "Uh," and I was like, "Yeah, Post Malone." And he was like, "Huh?" And I was like, "Post Malone." And he was like, "Post Malone." And I was like, "Yeah, Post Malone." <laughs> and then he was like, "All <laughs> Not right, Malone oh. Post." And then he's like, "All right, Alexa, play Post Malone." <laughs> and she was like, "Got it, playing Post Malone." Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Why Iverson? Iverson, I've been balling since I was young. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, but yeah, I feel like gotta get Stony, like for those two songs specifically, and like they're oh, bangers, yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy how to see like his evolution as an artist, where he started out as like stereotypical like SoundCloud white rapper to like this like blossom, kind of like Mac, dude. A little bit like Max Evolution. Just yeah, ripping I can an see acoustic that. guitar and like really just like expressing his, himself differently instead of like just rapping over like hard trap beats. Yeah. And like just kind of doing his own thing and just like, all right, I'm going to put this shit out and if people fuck with it, that's, that's dope. They fuck with it. If not, then they don't. Yeah, this is just my art and this is what I want to make. Yeah. I fuck with that mindset. Not not a bad one. <laughs> no, not at all. 
What do uh, what do we got on the dock? We can start knocking out. Nothing. Nothing. Nope, Nathan didn't make a dock this week. Nathan's hot dogs. Uh, we can talk about baseball. Uh, if you want to talk about your Yanks on a franchise worse since 1982 nine-game losing streak. None of the players on the team currently were even alive in 1982. That um, makes sense. They've lost nine in a row. They did just call up one of their top prospects, which is cool, but I'm afraid it's kind of just like a Cashman move to save his ass to get people yeah. in the seats. Um, I am looking forward to September 9th. We have our Old Timers Day, where we just bring out a bunch of like old legends, and they kind of play. They used to play a game, but I don't know if they do that anymore. But it's kind of just like, uh, oh, they here's play for all you our... guys because they're so bad. We honestly wouldn't be a bad idea, dude. Get Bernie Williams out in center field with his fucking <laughs> acoustic electric guitar or whatever. Um, no, but it's sad when Anthony Volpe's like leading the team in RBIs in almost September in his rookie year, and he's only at 50. It's not even like he's going crazy or anything. Yeah, I was going to say, he's, like, not really had a great season. He's had a good, he's had a very had a solid season. rookie season. Like, But he's also kind had of bad portions, yeah, which is fine, had, obviously. Yeah, it's growing pains with a rookie, dude. Like, Anthony Volpe yeah. is the least of my worries. Like, he's going to be a yeah, stud. Yeah, yeah, He's been arguably our most, I wouldn't say consistent player, because that's probably been Glaber Torres, but. He's been a staple for us this year, and it's good to see him kind of like go through the trials and tribulations of a rookie season and, and get through everything. But on the other hand, if Brian Cashman isn't fired after this season, dude, I don't see anything changing at all. I think his ego is too big to make any changes, so hopefully the fans really bring the Boo Birds out on September 9th and just let him and Hal just absolutely have it. Because uh, I don't know if I brought this up on the podcast, but back in June, like the end of June, Hal got on um, the Michael K show before game and was like, yeah, I don't really know why fans are upset. Like, it's late. It's the end of June. Like, we'll, we'll figure it out, blah, blah, blah. Like, this is a championship caliber team, um, all this other bullshit. And it's just like, dude, we haven't. We're, we're, we've been an under 500 team for over 220 games now. Like, yeah. what the fuck are you waiting for, bro? Like, we're wasting the primes of Garrett Cole and Aaron Judge. We've spent a billion dollars on payroll in the past, like, fucking however long. And we haven't For even what? made a World Series appearance, dude. Like, what do you expect us to be upset? Like, we're going to be upset when that's the case. You sell us on these expectations that our championship are bust. And when we don't meet those expectations, because you sell it to us, it's not like we're the fucking Nats where we're like, oh, you didn't, you're not winning the World Series this year. Like, fuck you. Fuck. you no, know, dude. We're the fucking Yeah, Yankees. you're not we the Oakland A's. Highest payroll. Exactly. We have all this money, and it's just not allocated correctly. We have all these terrible contracts. Giancarlo Stanton hasn't been Giancarlo Stanton for over a season's worth of games now. He's batting under 200. Like, can't stay healthy. Nothing yeah. is going right for the Yankees, dude. And there has to be some sort of accountability. And when all is said and done, that comes back to Brian Cashman because he's the one who constructed the roster, and he's the one who went over a year without an actual left fielder. And went over a year without a third baseman that wasn't 40 years old. Um, it's just been a fucking mess, dude. And I, I, I'm, I'm over this season. Like, I don't expect us to go on any crazy run and make the playoffs. So I've kind of already accepted that. But it's just really depressing yeah, I mean, to see when this is our window to win. And this is how it ends. Because Brian Cashman's fucking egotistical fuck. 10 games back from the wild card, I don't think. Yeah, no. And the worst part is it was like four 
games like a week ago. Dude, we haven't had a lead in a game since last Monday. Not this past Monday, the Monday before that when we're playing. So it's been a week and a half. Yes. We haven't had a lead. It's crazy, well, dude. The Phils are doing all right. Yeah, they've been they've been. They actually lost the series to the Nationals, but then Trey Turner's been looking pretty. Trey good. Trey Turner's been looking good, dude. So now's the time to get hot if you're going to get hot. Yeah, finally got the fans behind him and started hitting again. Got the support of the city, and then he was like, "All right, fine. I guess I'll ball out for you guys." Yeah, I see what I can do. Um. um how Appreciate far out that. Playoff spot are there? They're they're like half game, two games out, right? Oh, son, we are sitting in the first wild card spot. Really? At plus three and a half. Yes, sir. All right, Philly boys. The Phils are plus three and a half, and then the Cubs are plus a half game. The Diamondbacks are in the third spot, and then the Reds and the Giants are half game back. Miami's one and a half back. Wow, what a tight race, dude. That's going to be a fun end to the season. Yeah, it is. The Phillies should be good, dude. As long as they can like kind of stay how they are, they don't really need to get much better. As long they, as they don't have a monumental collapse like the Yanks, they'll be good. The When they started, the, they're in a series with the Giants right now. When they started the series, the Giants were in the second place wildcard spot, I think like two games behind the Phillies. And yeah. now they're not even in a wildcard spot. The Phillies took the first two, and then they play again tonight. So three games. Nice set. Yep, a sweep would be nice. Bring out the brooms, keep it moving. Yep. I don't know. I'm interested yeah, to see what happens been. in the playoffs and who who we draw because like yeah. we're not getting a bye because we're not winning the East because the Braves are amazing. Right. The best team in baseball. The Dodgers have been silly the, in uh... August too. Dude, and they had for like a few years in a row. For the last like four years, they've had like one or two losses in August, and that's it. Yeah, that's how they get you. Say, oh, dude, the Dodgers are legit. The Dodgers are legit, and then they don't win the World Series and blow it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I think the Phils are playing right now. Nothing. I told you that we don't have anything on the dock, dude. I didn't make a yeah, dock. Yeah, but we got week. we got brains, dude. We can fucking think of something that we usually talk about. We usually you know, talk have about. Have you the been Premier watching League? Hard Knocks at all? No. Have you? Yeah, it's been really good, actually. Um, Has it? It's it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of put me. It's given me a little like a few of the guys on the Jets. I'm pretty high on, dude. Like I think don't sleep on Aaron Rodgers this year, maybe. Maybe. All right, fine. I won't. Um, I completed two drafts this past weekend. Should we? You want to talk about those? Oh yeah. Speaking of, I think I'm on the clock in Coastal Chicks. I'll uh, I'll make my defense pick real quick. Get that finished. All right, off. and then we can talk about Coastal Chicks. Yeah, you want to talk about our teams in that league? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Coastal Chicks. Let's see. I was. What is this? The eight. And I finished with, at wide receiver, Stephon Diggs, Garrett Wilson, DeAndre Hopkins, Jahan Dotson, Darnell Mooney. At running back, Jameer Gibbs, James Conner, Javante Williams, Jarek McKinnon, Raheem Mostert, Tajay Spears. And I took a shot on Roshan Johnson. Um, I got Justin Fields at quarterback, Dalton Kincaid as my tight end, the Eagles defense, and Jason Myers as my kicker. Jason Myers for MVP? Maybe. 
Could you imagine if a kicker won MVP one year? Who are you taking for your defense, Johnny? I just took the Chiefs. Uh, it didn't like it didn't update here. So who? So you finished with who? Are you finishing with? Um, are you? How do you look at your team like by position? You don't. You just. I just look at the draft board and I look at the colors. Oh, okay. So at running back, I got Bijan Robinson, Brees Hall, Alvin Kamara, who I like. Um, out three games, he's probably going to take over that backfield. Um, Antonio Gibson, kind of a flyer there. Elijah Mitchell, if CMC goes down, and that's it for running backs. At wide receiver, I got Jalen Waddle, T. Higgins, Christian Kirk, Cortland Sutton, Rondale Moore, Jamison Williams. Just going to be sitting on my bench until he's back. And Damn, then you at took quarterback, two I got Trevor rules. Lawrence. Yeah. But, I mean, one's only for three games, dude. Yeah, that's, that's not true. really. Uh, quarterback, I got Trevor Lawrence. Tight end, I've got David Njoku and Dalton Schultz. And then my kicker is Jake Elliott. And like I said earlier, my defense is the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't, I don't hate this team. I'm not, like, in love with it, but. I don't hate it either. I'm not a huge fan of your team. Two suspended players to start. I mean, I know one will be back in three games, but I'll, I don't I'll like... probably drop Jamison Williams for yeah. a, a uh, waiver wire pickup and then try and snag him when he comes back. But there was nobody else on the board even worth taking, dude. I'm like, this is... You know I mean, I'll just sit on this guy for the first few weeks, and if I need to, I'll drop him. Yeah. I kind of like my team, dude, because, I mean, um, Stephon Diggs, Garrett Wilson, they're going to be starting every week. And then in my flex, I could have either D-Hop or Jahan Dotson. Yeah. And then, you know, running back, Jameer Gibbs and James Conner should be solid most weeks. Javante Williams, if he is, like, get, getting the back to form. Um, and then I like Raheem Mostert. I think there's a chance he's, like, the goal line guy in Miami. Um, If Dalton Kincaid is anything special, that would that'll be a lot of fun. And then yeah. since I have Justin Fields and Darnell Mooney, if I can, if Darnell Mooney starts snapping, I got a good stat. Yeah, that's why I took Christian Kirk with uh, Trevor Lawrence as my quarterback. Yeah, I really like that yeah. pick. Yeah, I like Christian Kirk stack. this year too. No, oh, and uh, then what Calvin else? Really might... probably going to take most of the bulk of that that yeah. target, but. I want to pull up the draft board for this league. Because uh, I kind of just went, I went super late quarterback. So let's see, this is my family fantasy league, and I was the ninth pick here. I went Bijan and Nick Chubb to start. Actually, hold on. Let me do something here for you. You want to pull it up? Yeah. All right. You got it? Yeah. Alright, so I went Bijan and Nick Chubb to start here. And then this is where I fucked up. I took Mark Andrews here, and I wanted Chris Olave here. But I should have taken Chris Olave here, because I know Lex wouldn't have picked Mark Andrews, and I could have got him here. You know what I mean? How do you know she wouldn't have taken Mark Andrews? Because she took Josh Allen. That's why knowing so her she... in her draft. Yep. Oh, true, she would have been like, She would have been like, all I have, I don't have a, a running back, so I gotta take at least one running back, and then yeah, wide receiver. She probably would have went running back, wide receiver. Yeah. But then, I mean, okay, DK Metcalf as my wide receiver one, Amari Cooper, DJ Moore, Brandon Ayuk. I just like went on a wide receiver run here because I got Bijan and Nick Chubb, and I I knew that this value kept dropping here. So and then Alexander Madison, oh, yeah, David Montgomery. 
snag Johan Dotson again. Quentin Johnson, who I don't have anywhere, who I like this year. Khalil Herbert. And then it was like, all right, I'll just take Geno at the back of the 13. That'll low-key stack with DK, which isn't bad. Yeah, I like that, dude. Uh, Geno really kind of showed what he's capable to do with that offense last year, too. So I like the value in that pick. And then I was like, all right, I'll take Tyler Bass. I didn't really like anybody on the board, so I was like, I'll just take a kicker here because I'll get, like, one of the better kickers. And then Tyler Boyd. You know I like me some Tyler Boyd. Why did why did Kate take a defense in, like, was that the second round? She took a round? kicker in the second. <laughs> Wait, why? Because she did. Because she wanted to. I don't know. She's never That's done true. fantasy Damn. before. Oh, that makes sense. God bless yeah. her. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you got a Bobby, lot of uh, defenses and kickers going early in this draft, dude. I was like, Bobby must have been hype when he saw Saquon fall to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Justin Tucker before Saquon is absolutely insane. <laughs> so we sent this. Lex sent this um, into the Coastal Chicks thing, and Emery was like, "Kate has like a surprisingly useful team for like how she drafted yeah, at running back. Jonathan JT, Taylor. Cam Akers, James Cook." Samaje, Algier, Singletary. That's not a bad running back group. Not at like all. Algier and Singletary are like backups that could both I feel like get still get a decent amount of touches. Yeah, dude, and then T. Higgins and D Hop as your one and two still pretty T. Solid. Higgins, D Hop, George Pickens, who's like a deep ball touchdown kind of guy too. Yeah. Traylon and Burks. Traylon Burks. Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. Does Lex just draft Josh Allen in every draft she does? No, no, no. But she did this I, I time because seen, she I've was like, dude, I could get this stack Lex, what, here. It would be so now, nice. She's had Josh Allen in every team I've seen her have. She loves him, <laughs> dude. Hey, I mean, get your guy. Yeah, yeah, get your man early on him, but he wouldn't have fallen. Because then, look, Hurts, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, quarterbacks were yeah. flying off the board. And that's when I just was like, all right, I'm out on quarterbacks. If they're going to start going this early, especially in just a 10-man league, I was like, I'm out on quarterbacks. Yeah, see, I'm dude. When I I'm always pretty high on quarterback value, just because they're usually going to be the guy that scores you the most points. If I can get a premier guy in like the fourth round, that's usually my goal. Um, but like even in coastal chicks, like they started flying off the board, and I got scared, and I was like, all right, I'm just going to take one now. And I, I yeah, ended up getting Trevor Lawrence in like fifth or sixth. But I'm glad you took him because I wanted Justin Fields, and I thought you were going to take Justin Fields. Nah, I'm not too high on Justin Fields. I think he's just he's, like he's got a guy that I kind of stray away from most. Too most high drafts. of a baseline with yeah. like his rushing. rushing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but I got Mark Andrews early here, so like I like the posi- the single, the onesie position advantage in a in a ten man. Look at my dad; yeah. he took Dallas Goddard at the one hundred and six. <laughs> he said, "Fuck he's, it." He saw Travis Kelsey get picked, and he was like, "Oh man, I like Dallas Goddard. I'm gonna pick him." <laughs> this is such an innocent little draft board. I love it. And then look, George Kittle in the fifth. Oh man, the double fucking tight end uh, strat. And then he took Trevor Lawrence because he likes Trevor Lawrence. And then he took Christian Kirk to stack him. Yeah. And then he took Tank Bigsby. Dalvin Cook. Uh, where did he just went to the Jets, right? Yeah, Dalvin Cook to the Jets. And Tank, yeah. Dude, my dad doesn't have a bad squad either. Najee, no, Dalvin Cook, Javante, McKinnon, Cooper Tank, Cup and, Jaylen- oh, and Kenny G. Oh, yeah, it is. 
Cooper Cup and Jalen Waddle as your one and two? Cooper Cup, Jalen Waddle, Christian Kirk, Kadarius Tony, JSN. And then yeah, it's Goddard crazy and how it's Trevor crazy Lawrence. how much of a difference like between ten team and twelve team leagues are. I like, know. In value. I know. That's why I'm upset about sleeper keeper. I think I want to go back to a twelve man league definitely next yeah. year. Um Yeah, I actually had that thought. Get gonna get um I think Waldo and then maybe Lex's dad. Does he play fantasy like pretty regularly? Yeah, he plays yeah, yeah. You think I could nice. get him back in this year and be like, sorry, you guys don't have keepers? <laughs> maybe. Just start fresh. Yeah, I mean, that's how it's going to be next year, too. You know what I mean? Right. Might as well start now and then have keepers for next year. Yeah, I wasn't true. too. I wasn't too, like, high on my keepers now that I realize I fucking did it wrong anyway, so. I don't give a shit. Alright, maybe I'll ask him. Um, let's look at our keepers in our in our thing. Go to the draft room. So who's skirt bag keeping? You got Tyree Kill in the first and D Hop in the seventh. D Hop in the, I mean, this is good. This is about Tyreek's ADP, but it's kinda like you're securing him there. Yeah. Because here's the thing, like CMC, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. All got kept behind you. So that bumps right. Tyreek up pretty high to the one or the two, yeah, probably. I didn't even think of that, dude. Yeah, that's true. Um. So then D-Hop in the seventh, that's pretty good value, I think. I love that value, dude. If he comes out and, like, I mean, he's a pretty, pretty clear-cut wide receiver one there. I don't think Traylon Burks is going to take too much from him. As long as he stays healthy, like, I love that value. I've got my two wide receivers, like, pretty much locked up. Yeah, you can just go like get like maybe like three good running backs, a quarterback maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So then let's see. Sean's got Devontae Smith in the sixth, Olave in the seventh. That's pretty good. That's great value. Tua late is good too. Josh Jacobs in the fourth. Joe Burrow in the fifth is solid. Jamar Chase, Tony Pollard in the seventh is pretty good too. Yeah. Jake's got a good one, too, because he's got CMC at 106, but then he's also got Ramondre in the 8th, Christian Watson in the 12th. Wow. Yeah, dude, Christian Watson in the 12th, dude, that's really good value. Jordan took Nick Chubb at the 107, which is solid. Mahomes in the 3rd is good. And then Khalil Herbert in the 10th is not great. You could get him later, especially 10 men. Yeah. Um, Emery just took Dulcich and Gino late. They were both free agent ads. And then Owen's got Justin Jefferson and Amon Ross St. Brown in the fourth. Wow, that's pretty scary. Yeah, that's pretty good. Justin Jefferson and then, at the 110 is pretty scary. So he actually had Travis Kelsey, because we were talking about it at golf. He could have taken Kelsey as his two here. Oh, yeah. And then, but then the he couldn't take, he couldn't keep a Moan Ra. Um, yeah, I probably would have taken JJ in a Moan Ra too. That's probably the right Yeah, thing. yeah. He still might be able to get Kelsey though. Yeah. Except I might take him. He's not going to make it back to, yeah, I was going to say, he might get back to you, but he's not going to get back to me. 
No. I might take him here at the nine, just because, like, all these are already locked in. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then but Owens even then, dude, it's like Eckler, Kelsey, Bijan, Saquon, Stephon Diggs. If I, yeah, see, if I could land Stephon Diggs or AJ Brown right here, I'm feeling good with yeah. that. And then take a running back here. Who do you think would I'm happy be in with there? that? Here's the other thing: our draft order is already set, so they would have to be 11 and 12 in the draft order. Yeah, which would kind of fuck them. I don't want to re-randomize. I don't think that's fair. Yeah, no, there's definitely got to keep the weight set, but it kind of makes it fun because it's different than, like, most, like, draft positions, you know? Yeah, yeah, because you have, like, random guys that are way out of ADP already. Yeah. Like, that honestly, for... next Thursday? Uh, right. I think maybe it starts next Thursday. Our draft for this, for Random Roommates, is next Wednesday. We're going to do it live. Oh, that's right. One week out, baby. Let's go. Yes, sir. That's exciting. That is exciting. That's good stuff. I'm just ready for fantasy season, man. Yeah, me too. Get these drafts out of the way. I can start looking at my teams and shit. Yep, yep. Get back to getting after it. That first um, Sunday on the couch with Red Zone up is going to hit like a motherfucker, dude. It's going to hit like crack. Yup. Yup. In the Premier League, Man City won 1-0. They beat Newcastle. Spurs beat Man U 2-0. Liverpool won. Chelsea lost to West Ham 3-1. Arsenal won 1-0. They got... They were given a PK call, and they scored their PK, and that's what they won on. And Crystal Palace were not given a PK call that... Some say should have been should've a PK been. call. Even even yeah, Clay, Clay in, in the group these. was like, yeah, yeah. Mate, that probably was a pen. It was close, dude. Um, I think it was Eze, like, on Crystal Palace. Just, dude, absolutely cut Declan Rice, like, from left, like, cutting to his right, completely, like, completely put him, blender. put him in a blender. And then he cut back left, like, towards, like, the end line. But, but, and split Declan Rice and another defender, and, like, low-key, they both hit him as he went through and then went to ground. And it's like, okay, so both of these guys fouled him inside the box, but it's not... I'm not going to give them a penalty for that, okay? Yeah, especially with how soft they've been calling it, too. Like, yeah. pretty much Arsenal have been fortunate late in games and, like, have had fortunate calls to go their way. Yeah. Like, back to last year, too, it was the same. Like, they were very fortunate late in games to have a lot of balls bounce the right way. You need that kind of luck sometimes, but... Maybe the league is like, Arsenal needs to be back to glory. Maybe. I don't know if they're going about it the right way. Yeah. I mean, they got a good squad, dude. They got a good squad. Yeah. I I like their kits. They had these neon kits. I like them that they were wearing. They always have that. Like, their third kit is always, like, some crazy, like, neon... Yeah, like, I remember the year they had the yellow. The yellow kits were cool. Top of the table right now is Brighton and Hove Albion. Look at them go, dude. Fucking drink yeah, it. You're not going to be there much longer. Two play, two one, six points, plus six goal differential. Not too shabby. City are in second, two played, six points, plus four goal differential, but they got no goals against. The only team that has none against. 
I need to start sitting down on Sunday mornings and watching Premier League again. I miss that I, shit. I like it. I honestly, the Premier League app's pretty good because, like, if as when you open the app, like on the weekend, they just have all the all the fixtures listed. Yeah. Like for that day, That's so nice. you can see who's playing what time, and it he it has like what network it's on, like USA, NBC Sports, Peacock. Certainly, like, ESPN right, Plus is uh, just La Liga, right? They don't have any Premier League. They have La Liga and Bundesliga. Okay. And Syria. And Syria. Yeah. I have to catch some of those games. They I've been, need I've been to, watching uh, La Liga, but I only watch like Madrid games. I don't watch any outside of that. Sorry, I uh, I said I, w- I said the name of the Italian football league and uh, the lady in my Mac that's related to the Apple uh, company started talking robot. to me. The fucking robot gotcha, dude. She talked. She started talking to me about the country. <laughs> it's like shut up! I didn't even ask. For I you. didn't I want didn't this, and now I can't. You're, no. you're like now my computer is muting Johnny. I'm trying to record a podcast here. Dude, it's so funny. We were a uh, little side story, but we were at Food Line today. Andy and I getting uh, like a new thing of Zin, and then I was at the hot sto- hot plate stove or whatever, getting some chicken wings for lunch. I'm sitting there like fucking filling up my plate, and this girl standing next to me sitting there, and she's like, Andy goes, do you usually get the bone or bone in, or boneless or bone in? And I was like, I get bone in just because I like, like the classic chicken wing. And the girl next to me, she looks at me dead in the eye, she's like, I can't eat bone-in wings anymore. And I was like, she, I could tell, like, she wasn't, like, off, like, on the spectrum or anything. She was just a little, a little awkward. And I didn't want to just, like, completely ignore her because I would have felt like a dick. So I was just like, oh, why is that? And she went into this whole story about how when she was seven, she was eating a chicken wing and a bone snapped off. And, like, she swallowed it and it, like, pierced her throat. And I'm just sitting there like, I'm just trying to get some chicken wings, dude. I don't want to hear, like, your chicken wing trauma story. So then, like, I was just like, in my head, I was like, this is going to be one of those cases where I'm like stuck in a social conversation that I don't want to be in. And for like five minutes, I'm like already had my shit like locked up and ready to go. I was ready to check out. She just like kept me hostage in this conversation. And we like finally like it was over and we were checking out. And he was like, dude, that chick like, just kept talking and talking and talking. And I didn't think it was ever going to end. I was like, I know. <laughs> and then we're standing there. And she comes back, and she's, like, pacing back and forth, like, looking for some sauce or whatever, and she's, like, asking where the sauce is. And I wanted to just be like, wait, I don't fucking work here. I don't know. Figure it out. Yeah. Stop holding eat a chicken wing with a bone. Get over your fear. Yeah. <laughs> you're not going to eat another bone, yeah, then You know Andy how rare like, that is? You're not seven, dude. Like, <laughs> just don't swallow the bone. But Andy yeah. was like, also, like, TMI, I'm sitting here getting chicken wings. I don't want to know how it, like, cut your throat and fucking, like, hear your fucking trauma story of how it was like a terrible like i'm just trying to get my lunch in peace leave us alone you know She's like, i, I like, actually yeah, got dude. my wings from this place right here this exact hot bar <laughs> yeah they just came in and fucked me up the dent slightly in it yep <laughs> that's but funny as i don't fuck. know how i got there but yeah that was our i don't know how you got there either our adventure <laughs> what else we got uh, I don't know. What else do we usually talk about? I'm trying to think. Jonathan Taylor is has been given permission to seek a trade. Yeah, he has until next Tuesday. You think it's going to happen? I don't know. I mean, there's some teams out there that I think 
could go after him and he'd be a good fit, but also like you got to pay him and you got to trade him. You got to give the Colts what they want. And you have to be willing to pay him like a more than a franchise tag. Yeah. For multiple years. And with the whole with the whole running back market the way it is now, I don't know. I don't I don't see any teams like going way over the top for him. No, me either. Especially with the season he just had. Yeah, but the season he had two years ago, he had eighteen hundred rushing yards. That's pretty good. That's that's pretty that's very true. I don't know, it'll be it'll be interesting to see where he lands if he does land anywhere, but I think for his mental health, getting off the Colts is probably the best move. Maybe maybe the Eagles will go get him. Don't want him. Happy with what we have in Jalen Ertz and DeAndre Swift and Rashad Penny. Don't need him. I like Kenny G. I like Kenny G as like a third down back when we're up by two scores. I like Kenny G all the time. Kid's nice. I also like um, that bull Boston Scott because he plays Rocket League and I like that because he's like a pro. He's like a double pro. And he fucking shits on the Giants. Yeah, dude. Like he that. always shits on the Giants. <laughs> so, yeah, we're playing New York today. Three touchdowns, 200 yards. Yep, yep. Put me in your lineups, guys. <laughs> Three touchdowns on four carries with 200 yards. I feel like you got to just, like, put Boston Scott in a lineup, when, like, in a DFS lineup. Yeah. When oh, he's yeah. playing the Giants. It's like, I'm getting Twice that. a year. Yeah. Twice a year, he's going to be in my DFS lineups. Dude, that reminds me. I probably am like back up in this DraftKings draft. Dude, it's I'm doing a slow draft on DraftKings, and like you don't, the one they don't send you notifications. Really? And I don't. And like for underdog, it's like there's like a little bubble there, like from the app when it's my turn to pick. DraftKings doesn't do that. You just gotta hope that you go in when it's your turn to pick. Do you? Is it like an eight hour time limit? Like the one on underdog is? Yeah. Oh, I'm up in one pick. All right. It's funny how we were just talking about JT. Waldo texted us like a while ago and was like, where y'all think JT ends up? And Emery just replied like four minutes ago. He goes, I don't think anyone is going to pay that asking price. So probably the Colts. (laughs) Is he listening to this pod somehow? I think so. I started this draft with Stephon Diggs and Devontae Adams. I was the eight pick. That's not bad. Nah. Three wide receivers in the starting lineup here. Yeah, take that all day. You gonna go wide receiver again, or are you gonna snag somebody else? I don't know. Keenan Allen, Lamar Jackson, Josh Jacobs. Probably not Lamar Jackson in the third. That's too high. Maybe Josh Jacobs in the third as RB one. I like, I like Keenan Allen too, dude. Don't sleep on him. Nah, he yeah, he's good, consistent. Yeah. Ramondre I mean, Williams is like the only competition. Joe he has Mixon in that receiving core. So I like Joe Mixon too. Maybe I will take mm, Keenan Allen's not bad because then I can get maybe get Joe Mixon the next time it's my turn. Oh, Najee's yeah, Najee's like still like down on the board, pretty low. No, I think I might take Josh Jacobs if he's not picked. Actually, you got options. Yeah, I like. I mean, Josh Jacobs in the back half of the third, and when he's probably going to be RB one. RB one for up. the for the Raiders. That's money Manziel right there, dude. Yeah, bro. Dude's popping off. 
the thing is, I don't look at week 17 matchups at all, and that's like the most important thing to do in like regular best ball stuff. That's why I really yeah. like the weekly winners because it's like every week, it's if my team just week. pops off for one of those weeks, then I have a chance to make money. Right. And it's like you just gotta have the stars have to align for one week. Yeah. That's all you need. That's why I want to put like one or two more in, but they just take so fucking long, dude. I know. I did a fast one. Like I think I'm probably gonna do another fast one. Maybe another slow one. Yeah. That might be the move. I might I might join you on that endeavor because I only have one weekly winner in right now. Is it this one that we did? Yeah. I have a few yeah. other best balls in, but not it's not in the weekly winner uh thing. Yeah, yeah, same. I I think I have one weekly winner in and a couple regular best ball ones. But, I mean, I really like the weekly winners format. It's annoying because, like, DraftKings and FanDuel and stuff is getting legalized in North Carolina, but not until January. So, like, the season's basically going to be over. Damn. Yeah. Whack-ass timing. Yeah, I have three best ball drafts, all in different competitions. I have one best ball mania. I have one slow puppy draft. And I have one 12-person draft. Just like a 12-person league. Yeah. And then I have a weekly winner's lineup, and then we're in the middle of a weekly winner's lineup. <gasps> Bryce Harper hits a three-run home run in the bottom of the ninth. The Phillies tie the Giants 5-5. Wow. Look at that boy go. Could have been it should have been a Yankee. That's his sixth home run in August. He had five before August. Dude, the Phillies fifth, are just they're getting hot at the right time, dude. They like, are. They His fifth year. was yesterday or the day before. It was an inside the Parker. Damn. I only have dude, 24 bucks left on Underdog. I might have to deposit some. Yeah, I mean, I clean mine every time I do something new. Like, it's like, yeah, fuck it, why not? And then I hop on like a week later. I'm like, yeah, fuck it, why not? Yeah. But if you can win some, then I mean... Yeah, we'll see. We'll see by the end of the year where we're sitting. Are you ever going to put money in on Sleeper? Nah. Everything you can do on Sleeper, you can do on Underdog. I don't need like an extra platform to do that. Yeah, the Sleeper stuff seems like it's just like basically the same as Underdog. Yeah. Pretty much is. Cool concept, though. Just not for your guy. Yeah. I mean, apparently DraftKings is trying to get rid of Underdog. Do they own Underdog? No, they're trying to, like, say that what Underdog's doing is illegal. So, like, they can't be a thing anymore. Probably because they want to get all the best ball traffic. I was going to say, they're doing the same thing DraftKings is doing. Well, they're saying that, like, the best ball and the pickums and stuff is, like, an illegal loophole around, like, sports betting. Well, if it was a loophole, wouldn't it mean it was legal? Uh, yeah, I, I guess it. so. I guess so, fuck dude. You, they're... Fuck off, DraftKings. I have beef with DraftKings because they've locked me out of my account for like two years now. Oh, man. Yeah, it's well, you got to get it back when it's because sports betting is going to be legal soon. Nah, I'm a FanDuel fanboy. FanDuel fanboy. Yeah. FanDuel I have uh, FanDuel and DraftKings and Barstool and PointsBet and Bet365. <laughs> Uh, Bet GM, fucking, where are some other offshore? <laughs> Caesar Sportsbook. Yeah. Nah, I, I got him to follow my boy's soccer bets. Because, like, a lot of the odds are, like, the best on points bet. 
um, like by a good bit, and I honestly don't enjoy it that much. Yeah, I pretty much stick just to baseball and football with my betting, dude. Honestly, yeah, I need to just like, like take my money out and put it all into like I I need to just honestly get my money out of Bet Three Six Five and points bet and close those accounts. Yeah. I mean, but at I that gotta point, get... when you have that many accounts, it's just like, what am I doing? There's no reason. I like Barstool. They have good little props here and there. And then I like to just yeah. use, like, DraftKings and FanDuel as my primary ones. Yeah. And I just go, like, back and forth between those two I for the most part. I used to use DraftKings, um, like, in PA when I was home or, like, for best ball when I'm down here. But it yeah. locked me out of my account or shit I, I yeah. have no control over. Wow. My problem is that I keep losing all my money. <laughs> my problem is I suck. <laughs> yeah. I need some more like some more wins. Yeah. Or like some more free bets. Side. Yeah, give me some free bets. I I I love a good free bet. How could you not? Right, it's free. If it's free, it's for me. Yeah, I mean I'm thrilled. You give me free bets, I'm like, hell yeah, let me spend that money. Might as well just give me free money, dude. Yeah. And I don't bet on your platform if you give me free bets. Yeah, and I'll probably lose those bets, so you're getting your money back. I would like if, you know, speaking of money, I was looking at the crypto market the other day. It's kind of in the shitter. Yeah, I haven't looked in so long, dude. I'm kind of out on crypto right now. Yeah. I think I'm going to wait for my portfolio to, like, be looking a little greener. No, yeah. Although, like, at least, like, a mini market bounce back, and then I think I might pull some of my pull money out. out of there. Yeah. Just because, like, I don't know, dude. I played the fucking Dogecoin thing perfectly, dude. I made, like, $700 on Dogecoin, pulled out, and it has just, everything's been in the shitter. But Dogecoin is, I mean, it was up to, like, 70, I think I pulled out at 79 cents Damn. per share when I, I bought it for, like, 5 cents a share or something like that. Not bad. Yeah, dude. Quick little come up. I probably lost money on Dogecoin. Yeah, I feel like most people did. Um, not a lot though, because I never put a lot in. Um, I mean, but I've done well on some of my other stuff. I'm like pretty much even all time. I haven't really made or lost much. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, that's best case scenario, especially with right now how the market. Yeah, is. yeah. My stocks are also in the shitter. I haven't looked at mine in a while, but I also don't have that many, so probably only got like a hundred bucks in stocks. Yeah. I think I want to start buying more index funds. That's that's apparently where it's at. Oh, really? I don't know anything yeah. about that shit. It's just like buying stocks. It's just like a ticker symbol you could buy into. Yeah. And then they're just like, they track different companies. They Like that portfolio or index fund will have, you know, it's basically just like a big portfolio of other companies. So it allows right. you to kind of get the whole market. Without having to buy shares of the whole market. Sounds smart. Yeah, it's not too bad. It's generally the best way to do it. They usually give good returns, like, over time. Can you do that on, like, Robinhood and stuff, or no? Yeah, probably. I I have Charles Charles Schwab, and I can do it on Charles there. Charles Schwab. There's a, uh, I'm getting blinded by the sun right now. Do you see this? Blinded oh by the light. By the light. Um, I was going to say. Oh, there's a big Charles Schwab uh, office in Denver. We walked by one time, and I saw that, and I was like, "Hey, I've seen his commercials before." <laughs> I've seen I've seen these dudes once or twice. Yeah, 
I uh, was listening to the Chris Long podcast on my way home from golfing, and they had he had the fantasy footballers on there. Oh no shit! Yeah, I didn't get to finish uh, their interview together by the time I got home, but I was like, oh dude, that's pretty fucking dope. Yeah, I might have to peep that tomorrow. Thursdays are usually like my my podcast out day while I work. The uh, dude, the Chris Long Chris Long's Green Light Pod is honestly a lot like ours. But better, but really? like, uh, like significantly better. Yeah. Oh, whoa, hey, chill, chill with that. Chill with well, they get to have like you know professional athletes and head coaches yeah, and stuff he like is that. A professional on. athlete, we're starting from the trenches, bro. That's true, but it's just him and his boys like shooting the shit, talking and stuff. Yeah, that's all we do: shoot the shit and talk. Yeah, yeah. Um, Lex's aunt was here, and they're actually. We were talking about like, yeah, we have a, I have a podcast. Like me and my boy, we just shoot the shit. And I was like, it's honestly just like a good time for us to like talk, shoot the shit for two hours every week. And she was like, me and like you know my sisters, like you know Lex's aunts, were saying like we should start a podcast because it would force us to like get together and talk and stuff. Like we used to, you know, like go to brunch every Sunday and we would just like sit at the diner for like hours at a time. And just yeah. like talk, and we don't do that anymore. But if we had a podcast, it would like force us to do it. And I was like, yeah, it's not bad. It, like it does. It's like you know, set aside time that you have on like a recurring basis to just talk with somebody that you would enjoy spending time with. Yeah, dude. Every Wednesday night, I know what I'm doing. I know where I'm gonna be, and I know it's gonna be a good time. Hell yeah, it's always a good time. Except for like sometimes it's not a good time because sometimes like. We gotta talk about an Eagles loss, or you know, the Yankees losing that yeah. straight, or yeah, those are. The but even tough then, parts, those are just but... you know portions of it. Overall, usually For still a good time. Gwyneth Paltrow and Cannibal Tribes to rip <laughs> right off the rip. Hell yeah! Hey, welcome to the Random Roommates Podcast. How's everybody doing, dude? Cannibals, humans eat each other, and Gwyneth Paltrow's hot. <laughs> <laughs> and old first time listeners are probably like what the fuck is going on <laughs> yeah and old uh that's funny what else we got anything else or you want to get out of here no i think we just like call it a day early i guess all right yeah sometimes we it all feels the same length sometimes we'll go two hours and 15 minutes and sometimes we'll do an hour and 45 and it all feels the same length dude yeah it's all just one and the same well, it just flies by. It's like you blink and fucking boom, it's gone. Yeah, like that. Why did you blink? Because I blink really slow. <laughs> it takes me an hour and a half to blink. Whoa. Yeah, dude. That's like that's like a nap. <laughs> <laughs> it really is a nap. <laughs> Not even a power nap. Like that's a solid. No, nap. that's like a legitimate nap. <laughs> like JT doesn't even take naps that long. Yeah. I don't even take naps that long. I wish I could, me though. Either. That'd be sweet. I try not to take naps. Yeah, naps put me down, dude. They never help, but sometimes they just feel so good. Yeah, yeah, they they usually don't help, but that's all right. All right, dude, let's get out of here. All right. Friends and listeners, thanks for listening if you made it this far. Don't forget... Uh, to tell somebody about this podcast. Yeah, and let us but know not what you think about Gwyneth Paltrow. A better one one, are we accurate one. with an 8-1 at 51? I think so. Yeah. But she's only 8 right now, because she's only 50. So. Right. Give it a month. Sorry. She's like a she's like a stock on the rise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Yo, yeah. Did you hear about if the anybody, Gwyneth Paltrow stock? <laughs> if anybody's buying stock, get, get some Gwyneth. We got the uh, inside scoop. Once she hits 51, she's going up. Who's your source, bro? Google Images. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've seen I've seen what Google knows. Yeah. 
All right. right um, well, hug your neighbor and smooch your friend. And fucking uh, stay safe. Nothing. Have a good weekend. Go. Smooches. Smooches.